This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. Hey, how's everyone doing? Today, we want to talk about a dream worth fighting for. And what I'm so excited about talking to today's guest, Tim Hightower, a former NFL um, player, um, star, and also now currently with the Washington Commanders Director of Alumni Relations. He published a dream worth fighting for. And I'm so excited to talk about any athletic story. And here's the reason why. Because in content strategy, I talk about the next play mentality all the time. You know what that is, the next play mentality? That means as a football player, right? You run a play. I I used to be a lineman at the University of Iowa. And, you know, you run a play. If it's a good play, guess what? You have to run another play in 35 seconds or so. If it's a bad play, you still got to run another play in a little while. But how do you overcome these kind of obstacles in your day-to-day? What can we learn? How can we push forward? So that's what we want to hear from Tim today. He's joining me, and I'm really glad to have him on the show. Welcome, Tim Hightower. Thank you for having me. That's how we do it here on the Business Storytelling Show. We fist bump. Um, so, hey, thanks for joining me. Really appreciate it. Tell me about the book. So you, you, you wrote the book. What prompted you to do it? And what's the dream that you were after? Or are you still after it? I'm all, there's, there's always a dream. There's always another one. And that evolves as our life shifts. But for me, it was fourth, uh, the fourth grade. I dreamed of playing professional football. That was a dream. Uh, accomplished that, and three years into a promising NFL career, door. and I was determined to make it back. And back, and there, there was a lot that transpired in, in those four years, and that's I realized that. Look, the average NFL career is only three years. I've been done, and I owed it to not, not just myself, but to so many of others learned along the way. And when you, I mean, so when you're chasing a dream, whatever it might be, whether it's, I mean, certainly football is way more physical than what most of us content creators and business storytellers do nowadays. Um, but but how do you spot what are the what are the barriers? What are the things you have to overcome? I mean, I always find that very difficult, whether it's in business or whatever. I mean, in football, you know, we watch so much tape and and the the I don't know if it's the funniest story or not. But because on the old line, they have the camera right on top of you. And then we do a drill. We used to do a drill without a helmet on. And guess what? That's how I learned that I was going bald. Because somebody said, Trap, are you going bald? But anyway, my point is you watch film, right? You watch film and you figure out how do you learn what's your current obstacle? I mean, some things are more obvious than others, certainly. That's a great question. I think it's as you a goal. You set something in front of you, right? To me, first of all, what am I after? You have to know what you're after. Like, what am I going picture? And then from there, what do I need to do to attain that? And 
I wanted the best. It's one thing to say that you want something and to aspire to something. The time to identify what are the daily, what are the benchmark uh, disciplines that are needed. And in identifying those, that's, hey, do I need to get faster? Do I need to improve my password detection? Do I need to ability? What are the things that challenge, that, that are hindrances that, that may stop me from getting, having that goal, determining what is the end picture, what is success, and then finding out what else can have habits and rituals. And from there, that will determine uh, what I should uh, plan for. You know, what's always interesting to me is when, um, you know, things look so easy, right? Even, I mean, when I look at your career, 4,500 all-purpose yards or whatever it was, roughly, don't hold me to the exact number here. But it looks easy, right? I mean, you don't see the struggles. You don't see the, the things you have to work on. You just see the long run. Sometimes you don't you don't even notice the short run or it's, you know, somebody else's fault or you were getting up getting a beer or whatever. How do we, how do people understand that it takes a lot of work, that they have to put in the work, and then, you know, how do they kind of peel back the onion, I guess, for lack of a better term? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, uh, so I remember I wanted to play professional uh, football, and, and uh, I wanted to play running back. And I was not. So, again, what was the end picture? I, I wanted to be fast. There was a certain time, all back that I studied as a kid, uh, they had a certain persona, a certain profile that they fit. And I, I at the time, I did not fit that. And so I needed to work on with improving my speed. And so I ran track. And look, it took four I got last every single track meet in college. I got last. I remember my senior year, the first, one of the first, first plays, I break out 50 yards. And there, there were about what was that like? Like, and I had to remind them of this was a manager in the work. And so sometimes that, that process and that years, sometimes it's days, sometimes it's months, but you never know the work behind the scenes comes to fruition. But you have to, you have, it's like it's, it's, it's work over time where you get results. And the more you do, do that, the more you're able to do it effortlessly, you know, the better you to where others it looks so effortless but behind the scenes there's years of repetition and work that goes into anything not just sport that um, is, is displayed at a, at, a, at a high level you know what's interesting about that is there's a method to the madness and certainly that's true in football but that's also true in business i mean if i look at business storytelling and content strategy there is a method to the madness right i mean there is like fun foundational things I have to do well. If I cannot write a word or a sentence in correct grammar, uh, I'm going to have a tough time as, you know, a content strategist. It uh, doesn't mean I have to be, you know, some Stephen King or somebody like that. But at the very least, sure. I have to have those foundational things in there. How do we... Uh, well, but then maybe the NFL is even a better example than than business in general. Even if you do everything right... Does that even guarantee success in the NFL? Not at all. You, you have to do everything in your power for gain. And here's the thing. That you could go 0-6 out 
So in 17, while doing everything, because you got to look at there's opposition, and they get paid to stop. My job is to score touchdowns and to have the highest level of productivity. My opposition, that's what their job is. They're focusing every, every single day. It's sometimes we have to realize I just was not good enough on that day or on that good enough. My preparation wasn't good enough. My execution wasn't good enough. Sometimes my opponent on that time, on that day. And then that leads to the conversation of that. What's the prep? What's the next step? How can I continue to prepare and continue to evolve? I'm at that next level. But I think it's a constant evaluation and it's a realization. Just because I do everything that I'm supposed to do doesn't guarantee success to have success but realize that there are other business preparing just as hard if not harder than you are and sometimes certainly it's uh timing and certainly it's uh who are you playing with and you know who is the coach and all these different things can you talk about and, and that's very similar that's very similar in content strategy too right in business storytelling because if you have a good executive team, you're building a good content team, you're building the right players, and you actually have the right players on the team, you set yourself up to succeed. Am I just making that up? Or is that like, that's true, right? That it depends on who all the different people are um, to succeed. 100%. You know, I was fortunate to play in the Super Bowl, and I looked at the roles, and I didn't understand that one of the hardest things for a coach is have the right, you know, how do you put the right people in an environment that's but also to, to buy into this central mission? Like, you know, because there are a lot of egos that we, we all want to be the hero of our own story in a meaningful way. And so, so I remember just in, you know, and, and you got a ton of kids coming from college that we're all used to being the best, right? right? We being the best. We didn't get there for not having a certain level of, of ego but now it's how do how do as a rookie how do i buy into my role of a special teams player where maybe i'm not 25 times a game maybe it's two or three maybe i'm playing special teams for us to all have success and the better teams that i've been on you've been able to assemble the right talent right but also you've had leaders been able to uh, get, get guys to buy into their roles. Um, we can all share in a collective vision. And certainly that is no different in, in business. I mean, everybody has their role and, and, you know, certainly people have opinions about other people's roles, just like everybody yeah, has an opinion, yeah. whether they liked your run or your catch or whatever. Um, but how do we, I mean, talk about, do, do, Teams in business can struggle with that, right? When the roles aren't defined exactly well, let's put it that way. How common is that in professional sports, though? I mean, it, it seems in theory, right? It's pretty pretty simple. Here's a running back. Here's a center. Here's whatever. I mean, how is is there role confusion at that level too at times, or is it just because people want to do it their way, or or how does that look? Look, there's there's all types of nuances and variables that take place. And part of it, look, I'll speak for myself. Uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. Sometimes your, your greatest strength can be, I was very competitive 
coming in. Fifth round draft pick, chip on my shoulder, made a big stage. And I wanted to be the guy. I wanted to be the center of attention. I felt that competitiveness and that drive where you want, you feel that you should have. In the workplace, you see it. Sometimes people, they want an increased responsibility. They don't care. We're comparing what we're being compensated, our roles, our, and, you know, relation to the bigger picture. And we don't quite have a role for ourselves. We see a different skill set. We may not feel appreciated in what we the time. But I think the thing for me that clicked and what I would, when I would challenge others, whether it's in the corporate or sports uh, setting, determination of my stats, individual stats will always, no matter how well I do, stats are meant to be broken. But when I and it's championship the part of the best ever team like that will never be broke right and so me saying tim your time may not be right now the season for you to contribute in this way but if you're a part of team people want to be attracted people want to be a part of winners and so you teams uh players winning teams they always get opportunities with other teams from winners and so a it's good for for me to be a part of something large and also it's better for the team and individuals and, and, and for the collective group getting that people to understand and buy into to that it's better to be a part of something star star role and something that's not it that's not succeeding as well you know, and certainly in, in professional sports, I mean, it seems like there, it's a revolving door anyways, right? I mean, people are being traded, people are retiring, getting hurt, whatever it might be. But you, you were talking about the importance of team, and I think that's important, too, in corporate America. Because if you have a good team, if you want to be on the team, right, if you like your teammates or at least respect them and understand their value, I, I mean, you want to come to work, right? You don't want to just – it's not just a dread and those kind of things. Now – Talk about how do you figure out what your role is? And I'm thinking about, I think the thing you said is um, the way actually I thought of it in corporate America is people always want to be promoted a lot of times, right? The next thing is being promoted. But being promoted isn't actually always the holy grail, right? Because just because you're good at your job, let's say you're good, you're, you're great running back, that doesn't mean you would be a good offensive coordinator or a good head coach, or a good, who, name it, right? I mean, it's same, the same is true in, 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 in companies. How do you figure out where your spot is? I mean, or is it maybe in sports is easier because I wouldn't play running back, you wouldn't play center. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I think the higher up you go, first of all, that depends on the leadership that you have, right? So hopefully you, you have a leader, a head vision when they're, when they're you know, constructing a team. Um, needs are in the off season. How we, how can we improve this offense, defense, red zone, uh, uh, stopping the run? Uh, stop. They're looking at this, this this big picture, and they're saying, how can we really execute and put the best, some of the best team? Okay, when they when they good leadership, when they select the roster, they're not just filling spots, and they're looking at how do we, how does each member buy into that great leadership. 
number two from from the individual the first one i came and sat down with sean Payton, and i said hey look why am i what do you see right I, you know as a young guy i i wanted my vision but the maturation as i got older i already have a vision you brought me here for a reason what do you, you see right what is your view trying to contribute and then making sure how can i execute that at the highest but then also there are times when there's always hope that needs to be filled and i've seen players have the best success when you know what we need a guy on special teams to run down a couple of kicks and be right like that's not like and, and so finding as an employee or as the, sort of the holes that no, no one's willing to do it may not be the prettiest job opportunity to insert myself there and excel there next thing you a gap that's much much needed and next thing you know your role from being just this third string wide receiver in a reserve role this position is this you're filling this gap needed in the team and now you're gonna a big contract just because you were willing to take initiative and fill a void that, that you saw <laughs> It's kind of basic business one-on-one, right? You need to find the, the, the place where somebody needs help, and then that's kind of where you can offer Absolutely. your services. Um, interesting. Now, when you talk about feedback, so this is – I'm thinking of business here, right? So in business, when somebody gives you feedback, it's like there's no recording. Do you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes yeah. we can look yeah. at articles. I mean, in, in, in football – everything is recorded, right? I mean, you can watch uh, whether I took my step or not to go after a guy or, or, or whatever, but how can you translate that into business? What, what tips do you have when it comes to giving good feedback when you can't actually watch the tape and say, oh yeah, he's right. I ducked my head too early or whatever it might be. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, and, and you're talking about between, you know, I'm, I'm, if I'm hearing correctly, for example, yep. For me, that that, that has to be a there's a, a process, right? A process of the good thing that we have is we're meeting every every single day, right? So you have the beginning of the year meeting, the end of a quarter to find out how we've done, right? Like we're there's there's consistent conversation that's taking place throughout the offseason every day it's weekly so you, you know what, what a the expectation what expectations what the vision and then you also you're able to have that colleagues um and then you can see it on the film as the old saying goes the film that's translating that into a corporate setting the more often i can communicate with my colleagues with management or i know they have that review built in but i should be understanding beforehand on every there should just be a communication a constant flow it shouldn't be a surprise as far as well i think i'm performing here and you you think we're performing we get two or three months down the road and we're not on the same page that to me that's a lot um and so so i, I think it's being proactive about consistent community proactive open and and um, almost in the moment i mean that's one thing not that i uh, enjoy getting yelled at 
But when you look at football feedback, yeah. you know, I mean, it's actually very efficient because if you just miss the block yeah. and, so, and, you know, Frank Verducci yells at you and says, hey, you get in on the right shoulder, you know you just did that wrong. But if he gives that feedback to me yeah. two months from now, I'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? Um, you know, I, I don't remember that. So that's, I think, corporate managers can probably um, take a page from that book. Uh, the last few minutes here, Tim, tell us about the book. Um, who can get the most out of it? Is it for younger athletes, uh, people who want to kind of reminisce uh, of your career, or, or what's the who should read it? Um, you know, I wrote it with with a, with a lot of people in mind, and that just came. Whether it's the the mom who's now transitioning, and she was at a corporate setting, she's trying to figure out, hey, how do I get back out here? I, I once had a. a, a being in the corporate world of owning a business that was derailed. I'm going to get back out fleet who uh, their careers were derailed. They're finishing high school, college, they no longer have sports and they're trying to figure out, you know, my identity and direction. Uh, the wall street, uh, the, the person working on wall street who now says I've been here for 50 years. So really it's anybody who's dreams or they're at a point right now where they're saying, Hey, there's gotta be more to life. Right. How, how do I find the, the resilience, the, the, the take, take that next step and find out what's more, uh, what, what's more. Uh, and so anybody who's, you know, experienced a setback, thinking about there's some idea or business or relationship that they, that they've always want to go after. Hopefully they can be inspired and, and learn a thing or two from this book. Fantastic. And who doesn't have a setback every once in a while? So uh, check it out as an inspirational read. It is available. The link is in the uh, the show notes. And you can also just Google for it, honestly, to find it a dream worth fighting for, Tim Hightower. Tim, it was my pleasure to have you on the show today. Uh, good luck with the book and uh, good luck with everything. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode.